Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Baby, you know what? What's that? You are a 10. Why do you say that? I mean, I, I understand it. Yes, you are too. You are a 10. You're like all that and a bag of chips. Okay. I feel and like this what? is I feel like this is going somewhere, but it I'm going to let going you go. It is going somewhere. Okay, go ahead. Go. I'm fo- I'm going to follow. You are the apple of my eye. You are like in the sea of men. You are like it for me. Okay. You I are pre- numbered. You are 10. And guess what? This is episode 10. See, I knew it was a 10. <laughs> See, I'm thinking I'm all, I appreciate the compliment. You are all and, of that. And you're my everything as well. Yeah. But I still feel like set up. It wasn't set up. But it's episode 10. It's episode 10. But this is the time where we do our story. And we're going to be talking to Dr. Cosette White about probably the topic that I would say ranks number one. Yes. And. Well, and number two. Okay. Communication would be one. But I. I, what I was going to say is probably ranks number one in the root of causing problems or difficulties in people's relationship. And we'll give people a chance to think about it. Think about it. What do you think it is? Money. Money. So we're going to yes. be talking about that next on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gail and Renee. And we have Dr. Cosette White. She is known by very many titles, but the title that we like the most is the financial physician and that title appropriately fits her so without further ado we're going to welcome to our show dr cosette white the financial physician hello hello how are you guys thank you so much for inviting me on the show thank you for coming on the show absolutely i'm excited (laughs) let's just see how did i even acquire that name yeah that's a good good starting point that's a great starting point so listen Um, To our our listeners out there, I used to call myself the money coach, but um, when I became or when I graduated, I decided that I needed to change the name and there was a reason behind it. There's always a reason behind something. So I thought, you know, I help other individuals gain clarity and focus with their finances. I really do take a deep dive into this money situation and come up with an answer. So that's when I decided I wanted to um, be known as the financial physician. And that's what I started using. Um, It's it's very appropriate, the doctor, you know. So um, that's how I started it. (laughs) That's an awesome way to to think of it, a a physician, but from the money side of it. Yes, diagnose. And you help people to have a better relationship with money and people. Exactly. That's the key. That is Dr. White, you are the subject expert, and we want to take advantage of this opportunity to pick your brain so that we can have a better understanding of how money affects us in relationships. Absolutely. And that's very important, you know, because as as you all know, and as before we even jumped on our um, this conversation, you all have been married for 31 years. And I'm sure within those 31 years, money has come up numerous times, not just one, two, three. It's come up numerous times. But it's important for us as individuals to 
get a feel for what one's money style is like and not wait until that marriage, but to get that understanding once you realize you're in a relationship and it is actually going somewhere. I'm not saying in the dating, initial dating days, <laughs> initial dating days. Right. At some point, at some point, there's talk, there's communication about taking that relationship a little further. And I personally believe at that point, then it's appropriate to have and start having money conversations. I love that you said money styles. And and I thought about how some of the different styles of money is like some people are savers, some people are spenders. Some people are givers, some people. What do you see being the common denominator in issues in relationships as far as money style? Well, just like anything, it's all about communication. And I think just as they have that book, the five love languages, the five money styles, the four money styles is the same way. Once we as individuals learn what pattern our partner has, then we can adapt accordingly. Um, if I was to say, there's always that opposite attract. So you're definitely going to have that one in the relationship that's the saver. And you're definitely going to have that one that's in the relationship that's the spender or one who really doesn't care about where the money is going. So once you realize cards that you're dealt and what you're playing with, either you're going to play accordingly or either you're going to somehow not, I'm going to say not match, not, you know, you're not going to match. And yeah. those are the problems that we typically see in relationships where they're just not meeting heart to heart. They're not meeting, they're not talking apples and apples and it causes conflicts. It causes a lot of problems in the relationship and the marriage. It causes problems. Wow. You, you threw a lot out there and, and you, you, you just basically almost answered like every question that we already <laughs> had with that one. But, but I want to go back That's to something that you, yeah, I want to go back to something that you mentioned already already when you just mentioned about personalities those types but also before you get to the types when should you mention it briefly when should you start really talking about finances and money in a relationship let's just say to set it up for for our folks who are listening if you're just getting started in the relationship not necessarily on the first date type of conversation but when how soon or how would you say somebody could really broach the subject of finances or when should they you know, in a relationship. I think as we're dating, as individuals are dating, you be, you be, you get a sense of how one spends just in their spending habits when you're out on the date. If someone's paying, if they're, I'm going to use the word cheap, if they're cheap, or, you know, we have a friend of ours that, you know, when, it, when they take their girlfriend to the movies, they won't even buy popcorn and a drink. And I'm like, okay, you're really cheap. You're really wow. cheap. Now, but that's his style. Right. And he's done that for so long that it's just custom to him. But I personally believe, Renee and Gil, that once you get to a stage, and there's like four stages of dating. And I'm going to say once you get to like that third stage and you're really serious about it, you know mm -hmm. that the two of you are committed and you said you want to, you know, be with this person for the rest of your life. Then I think at that point, then you can begin to start opening up and asking soft questions, soft questions about money habits. How was money when you were growing up? How did your family live? What types of things did you um, experience between your mother and father? Who was the saver? Who wasn't the saver? You know, you can start asking those type of questions because 
nine times out of 10, we are a product of our mother and father or whomever we were in the household that raised. So if you were experienced to a mother or a parent who went out and constantly spent, then those were the habits that you picked up. And that's probably, um, that means that you're probably a spender because those are the habits that you picked up. On the flip side, if you were in a household and your parents always talked about savings, your parents talked about investing, your parents talked about making sure that there was a legacy, they talked about all the important things that we know that we should, but maybe we don't because we're uneducated, then that's one personality. So you put those two together and guess what's going to happen? Uh-oh. You put those two personalities together and guess what's going to happen? What's so in phase number three, as I like to call it, when you're opening up and having that communication, that's when you're going to either sit down and say, hey, how can we, if we're going to move further on, what can we do differently? How can we, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's going to handle the bill? I look at it like this and you guys can tell me because I've been married before mm-hmm. and they, we were, we both were finance, uh, you know, we both had a, a, a background in finance. So we took turns handling the household bill. It wasn't just one person handled them. We both took care of the household bills. I believe that it should be a joint effort. Right. And, and that's funny that you said that because especially with having uh, such an advanced understanding of finances, we kind of sometimes get the question of the minds, yours and ours mentality. You know, how would you think you could help someone understand the division of not only of like you just described the responsibilities in managing the finances, but also what if that person has that mentality of I got mine, you got yours, but then we put it together. Do you think that's a a good method to use? I think when you become one, I think that there should be a household account. There needs to be a joint account that both of you are responsible for managing. Both of you are responsible for putting and contributing money into that account. And then I also believe that it's okay. It's okay if um, he has his savings account and you have your savings account. But the main goal, the main focus is to make sure that there's sufficient money in that household account account to cover all of the overhead in the house. There also needs to be a savings account, a joint savings account that is the savings account for household emergencies, for any type of emergency. If I have an emergency and it's something I want to do, take a class or whatever, I need to use that out of my bucket. If he does, then he needs to use that out of his bucket. But that household account that, that, you know, where we're paying our mortgage, our car payments and things like that, that needs to be a joint account. And then that savings account, we need to both save towards whatever goal it is. If we want to save to go on a lavish vacation, it needs to go in that joint account and we need to title it vacation fund, you know, car fund, cool schools, a kid's school fund. But it needs to, you can't, you can't, you came together as one to be one, right? It's, it's joint. It's a union. So you can't just have this mentality of his, hers. It has to be ours. And if it is the his and hers, then a lot of times that's where problems come into play. Right. I totally agree. I, I, and that's one of the things that when I talk to women, because I did here for so long, when you start talking about 
the fundamentals of healthy relationships, the things you're describing are things that maybe we weren't taught, but if we watch people who are successful, they basically have the same mindset about things being together, us being on one accord, working together. And I totally agree with what you said about having something that, so really it should be ours. You should have something that's yours. He should have something that's his, but it has to be a mindset of not trying to separate, but more so being individuals. Correct, correct, correct. So this is the time in our show where we do, I think, go ahead and say it. This is your favorite. It's time, it's time, it's that time, it's that time. For God wisdom, God God questions. questions. So what do we have today, this week? So what do you got for God wisdom? Which one you want to do first? Let's do the God wisdom first. Okay, go ahead. So we have our God wisdom from Angela Foxworthy from Atlanta, Georgia. We love you, Angela. Thanks for sending your God wisdom. And Angela's wisdom is in your relationship, you have to demonstrate empathy in order to effectively communicate, you have to genuinely put yourself in the other person's shoes to gain a true understanding of who they are. This will help you and go a long way in your relationships. Because I think the key to that, just from listening to you, is empathy. Empathy. Empathy is being able to put yourself in the other person's situation, circumstance, feelings, and try to feel what they feel right not necessarily hear what they say but or even agree with it right right and you may not even understand it mm-hmm. but i think what was was pretty pretty beautiful of what she explained was that you have to put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. and that if you think about it, if you stop and take your time and put yourself in their shoes you're not reacting you're not responding you're not giving an answer right it gives you the time to kind of stop and think about how would I feel if that was me? And so I think that's great wisdom. So thank you, Angela Foxworthy from Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. That was some great wisdom. Yes, absolutely. And the got question was from Tracy Little all the way out there in California. LA, LA, LA in the house. LA. And and after talking to her and listening to her question, it was it was pretty challenging. But yes. her question was what do you do in a relationship when it seems like only one part of person in that relationship is doing most of the work or the other person seems like they want to check out when difficulties come? What would you say to that? Well, from a, I would say that there are so many other things that I would ask before I would answer that question. Mm -hmm. I would first ask, you know, we talk about all the things we talk about in the show communicating expectations, having the same goals, having the same idea of what the, where you are in the relationship. I think that there's some things that before you answer that question, you have to ask yourself, is this person the person that I really want to spend the rest of my life with? Or be in a long-term relationship. Or being in a long-term right. relationship with if being committed to it in the dating stage mm-hmm. is not a priority. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say that more than likely, because people are, again, when you're dating, you're showing their representative. You're dating their representative. And mm-hmm. so if the representative is not engaged and committed, then more than likely that individual is not going to be any different than their representative. Right. And then even just listening to, even just in your response, the part, the other side of that, I would say, 
is that it sounds like a commitment issue from the very beginning. Yes. If you're not committed or when difficulties come or a circumstance arises that make you want to just say, I'm out. That says to me that maybe the person wasn't really committed in the first place. Right. So to see them want to exit the relationship really should if and I would even be willing to say it's probably not a surprise because you've probably seen warning signs even during the dating stage right. that you either ignored or you just acquiesced and just gave in and just overlooked it or you just decided that enough is enough. Yeah. And I think about when you say one person is doing more work, um, I think it goes back to do we believe the relationships are 50 50 mm -hmm. and we don't no, no. relationships are 100 percent. i bring 100 percent. you bring 100 you know, that catchphrases out there i'm keeping it 100 and all that yes. but no you, you have, have to, to be bring in it 100 yeah and so i think that it's probably wise to say that sometimes the way we feel is really God's protection, you know, when you feel like the person isn't there, you feel like the person is not 100% engaged or committed, then that's a sign that you might not be in the relationship with the right person. Right. Because in real relationships, both people are working towards the same goal. And that's when you, uh, you know, when you actually get to see the results of it. Because we, we talked about it before, men control commitment, women control intimacy. Mm -hmm. you know, we both bring something different to the relationship, but I'm not trying to control your part and you're not trying to control my part. I'm just bringing what I bring to the relationship and giving it 100%. Right. And that's what the other person has to do as well. So those are great wisdom and great questions. And we really appreciate you guys sending them So in. hopefully that answers your question, Tracy in L.A. Yeah. And, and, and if it doesn't, you can send uh, any kind of inquiries or comments yes. and feedback to our email box at richrelationships.us at gmail.com. Or you can send those questions in to richrelationshipsus.com. Yes. Got wisdom, got questions. Please, send them in. There's always something going on with Dr. White. <laughs> yes. But um, what's going on this week, you all? We are, I'm, I have a book collaboration in which I am the visionary of the collaboration, Love, Money, and Power. The book releases on the 24th. That is when we will be doing our official launch. So we are extremely excited about that. It's myself and four other um, authors on the project. And it's been a long time coming, but we are finally going to hit the stands uh, this week on the 24th. Other than that, I have a conference coming up in September, September 6th through the 8th. Um, up level, intensive weekend, live experience. It's three days, fabulous days. Uh, the only Southern California beach resort um, property here. We're going to be talking about branding. We're going to be talking about making sure that your business structure is put together. Um, we're going to have exercise, yoga, and we're going to be doing some breakthroughs, overcoming mm -hmm. obstacles that are in your life, whether it's fear, what's keeping you back, what's holding you to the chair, what's preventing you from making it to your next level, whatever that looks like. So um, for those that are listening, you can head over to uplevelintensiveweekend.com to get more information. So that's, that's what's going on for the next couple of months. I also think that when, when, when you leave things as his and hers and not ours, you know, and I said it a second ago, that's where problems come in. That's where a lack of trust begins to come in in relationships and marriages because 
one may figure one may think well you know you make more money than me and you're keeping your money over there and you never bring it into the family but it just it sets itself up for um not unity let's put it like that there's no unity and you know you mentioned earlier about the five love languages and you know we know that it's words of affirmation acts of service quality time physical touch and gifts so out of those five only one of them requires money so funny that we make it seem as if because that's one of the you know the underlying messages in this episode is is money the game changer in relationships and what i love about you dr white is that not only is your background finance it's also psychology so i think that that's a great marriage of understanding that money is a tool and teaching people how to make it work in relationships Right. And you hit it right on the head. Money is a tool. So the game is to have multiple tools, many tools. The more tools you have, i.e. the more money you have, the more you can do it. And money doesn't make you happy. But the more tools that you have, meaning the money, the more you can do. So, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you mentioned the money doesn't make you happy part you know, that kind of goes into, you mentioned conflict already, but also the money doesn't make you happy, but how would you think, or from the, now I'm going to ask you to tap into some of the psychology stuff now. You know? <laughs> so when you, you always talk, when you have to go back to root causes of things, you know, when, if, if people are challenged or they're going through some difficulty in their relationship and it seems like money is the source of it would you say that is the root cause of the problem or could it be something else Mm, it could be something else gil you know when we talk about money people act out in a lot of different ways Um, you also have to think that i mean remember that when we're on the conversation or the topic of money people don't open up So when we think about it from a psychology or you think about it from a mindset, people just hold anything that has to do with money in. They're not going to open up and have a conversation. I don't know if it's because they're ashamed, they're embarrassed, all of the above. Um, I had a situation with an individual who, um, close to home, (laughs) doesn't like to open mail. And so because, and that's avoidance. Yes. That's what we call avoidance. Mm-hmm. Know that there's a per- an important letter inside of that envelope, but refuse to open it. Therefore, you allow the time to pass. You missed a deadline, and so here's something else. Right. But it was one of those things of, in having the conversation with her, was I didn't have the money, so I avoided it. So here I am left with the end result, which is not good and you know in in that scenario you just described do you find that age has something to do with how people deal with money like as far as our generation versus the present you think that has something to do with it well i'm gonna say a yes and a no to that and my no is i think that people approach money um in the same manner when we're talking about bills and we're talking about the conflict of money, but on another, the the yes would be our younger generation um, doesn't value money. I'm going to say it like that. Mm -hmm. Funny you would say like if Gil and I were just talking about, I was driving through a subdivision and it was a very affluent subdivision and there were kids outside selling lemonade. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I know they weren't doing it because they needed the money, but it made me realize that their parents were teaching them young the value of earning money. And I think that that's something that we kind of miss with this generation because we want to give them what we didn't have. That some of the things that we should have let them experience, we did. That is true. And also, I think when I when I state that the younger generation, the millennials, don't value money, I'm gonna give a great example. Um, they're into more of how they look, their outer appearance versus their inner appearance. They will spend money on getting the hair done, the weaves, looking fashionable, the shoes, the nails, everything on the outer beauty when they should be working on the inner beauty. And again, we, as you know, in a different decade of time, realize that to go out and get an apartment, it's not as easy as it used to be in the 80s or 90s. Yet and still, our younger generation will put their money, and that's not even disposable money. <laughs> right, right. But they will put their money into um, looking good on the outside versus saving towards a car, saving to get out of mom's house, saving for their own place, saving, just saving in general. You know, you, you mentioned that, that it seems like depending on the type of person or situation or circumstance that somebody may be going through, that kind of drives them to have a different perspective about money. Like you mentioned, if you are trying to get out of your parents' house, your motivation is going to be a little bit different than someone who is not trying to do that. You know, they're, they're perfectly fine with staying with mom and dad for as long as possible, you know, and feeding off of them. You mentioned earlier about the, the personality types. You know, one of the things that we always talk about on the show is that inward journey that people need to always take and do some personal assessments about themselves and in and, and, and a lot of different areas of life. Can you talk a little bit about the personality types of those people as it relates to money? I think you said something about four types or something like some yeah, along those lines. Yes, we have the spender. And of course, the spender is someone that just splurges and doesn't really think about tomorrow. You have the saver and the saver is the one that will save every penny, every dime and just make sure that they are fully covered. If I said, let's go buy a bathing suit versus let's take this $50 and put it into stock, they would be the one that would take the $50 and put it in the stock. You have your worry, your worry, your worrier, the one that is always worried about how the bills are going to be paid. And then you have and that could be anyone. Renee just looked at me. She just looked over at me. So I'm just going <laughs> uh, As the warrior? Or, yeah. Or, okay. well, yeah. Well, she just kind of gave me a side glance. So I don't know. I let her decide which one it was. But <laughs> I'm worried about myself. Worried about myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. But if we think about that from a male-female standpoint, then you probably could be the one because as the head of the house, maybe yes. you feel like you carry more of the burden on your shoulders because you sure. are you sure. like, I'm responsible to make sure everything is taken care of for my family. Absolutely. So Absolutely. In that case, you know, taking away the personality, that's probably what you're feeling and have felt, you know, because you are the, the head of the house. You're the man. Right. Right. And he's very responsible. Yeah. I try to be. I try to be. 31 years, come on. <laughs> I must be doing something okay. <laughs> but, uh, and the last one is the avoider. 
And that goes back to the example that I just shared with you. And I see that happen in so many cases, you all. You know, not only do I, I mean, I, I, when I say I see it, especially with my tax clients, mm-hmm. you just avoid something. And now you have to worry about how can you get from underneath this mountain that you just allowed to build because you were avoiding a situation. Right. But when you avoid, it catches up to us. So those are the four different personality types. And I say to anyone who is listening, they're interchangeable. Yeah. You may read in another book that there are four different types and maybe someone has labeled them another different way. Right. But you know, those are the four types that I associate with. And those, those are the four types that are in my book, um, mm-hmm. Unveiling the Mask, that I talk about. And while we're on this, I do have another book, Love, Money, and Power, and we talk about it in that book as well. So um, once you learn what type of personality your mate has, then it's just like communicating. Right. You have to make self-adjustments. You have to self-adjust. Listeners, you guys can follow me on all social media outlets. I'm under Cosette M. White. And Cosette, it's C-O-Z-E-T-T-E-M White. Relationships are how we really experience success. It's not, I love that you said money is not the answer. It's not, doesn't make you happy. And I think it's good that you point that out because we need to hear that from professionals and people that are in this industry so that we can kind of get that in our mind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not about the money. (laughs) All the money in the world and and not be happy in that relationship right Right. something that you would you know like one if you had one thought you had to communicate to the community about money as a relationship what would that one thought be i would just say to always remain open always keep the lines of communication open with your significant other your spouse because i mean any little thing i'd rather be proactive than reactive Mm -hmm. and bring it to the attention when when it hits the surface a lot of times what we see in relationships is that when there's when there's not great communication in the relationship let me put it like this is things um fester Mm -hmm. and then they grow and they get out of hand and maybe one doesn't tell their partner their, their spouse until it's too late but in my opinion, that starts with communication. And also, I would think that there's something else going on in the relationship as to maybe why one felt that they couldn't go to their partner and have a conversation. Right. I see it all the time, you guys. I see it all the time, especially I'll see a client that'll come in here. And just recently, I had a client come in here and um, they had some court paperwork where she had been served and they put it in the tax return because there was some other stuff going on. But he questioned me like, what is this? What is that? I said, well, this is what your wife brought in here. He said, oh, I didn't know anything about it. And I said, well, no, it's not my responsibility. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that comes from having open dialogue with your partner. Yeah. Sure, sure. And and that is so critical, not on just for, as it pertains to finances, but as it pertains to every area of a relationship, because the, we, we said in our, to our community a lot, you have to be honest, open and transparent. We call it being hot. We call it being hot, because if you're not, you're going to have so many situations come up that you are not properly prepared to deal with, just like your your client there that just properly experienced some problems there that he wasn't even aware he was involved with, you know, unfortunately. Right. And as I'm, as I'm sitting here listening to you, Gil, 
another thing that is very critical when we're dating is, and, and to my listeners, some of you may feel a little different, but I really believe in um, premarital counseling help overcome some of these obstacles and to kind of prepare you for what you're what's going to be ahead of you for the next 31 plus years absolutely it's not going to heal everything but it's an opportunity for you to to lay your cards out and to um understand what you're walking into right and we we thank you we, we thank you for saying that because that's something we try to communicate that's the whole point of the rich relationship podcast with Gil and Renee, we're talking to Dr. Cosette White about money and finances and things that could affect our relationship. And that's critical, you know, that you just mentioned that. But as we get to the end of the show, we, we want to give you an opportunity to tell people how they can reach out to you or find you or see what you're doing. What, do you have anything that you want to talk about as far as what Dr. White is up to? Absolutely. You know, there's always something going on with Dr. White. <laughs> yes. But um, what's going on this week, you all, we are, I'm, I have a book collaboration in which I am the visionary of the collaboration, Love, Money, and Power. The book releases on the 24th. That is when we will be doing our official launch. So we are extremely excited about that. It's myself and four other um, authors on the project and it's been a long time coming but we are finally going to hit the stands uh, this week on the 24th. Other than that I have a conference coming up in September, September 6th through the 8th, um, up level intensive weekend live experience. It's three days, fabulous days, uh, the only Southern California beach resort um, property here we're going to be talking about branding. We're going to be talking about making sure that your business structure is put together. Um, we're going to have exercise, yoga, and we're going to be doing some breakthroughs, overcoming mm-hmm. obstacles that are in your life, whether it's fear, what's keeping you back, what's holding you to the chair, what's preventing you from making it to your next level, whatever that looks like. So um, for those that are listening, you can head over to upleveltensiveweekend.com to get more information. So that's, that's what's going on for the next couple of months. Well, we just want to tell you, you know, I love you. I appreciate you. What you represent in social media, it pales in comparison to who you are as a woman. I know from my own personal experience. And so I just want to tell you, thank you. I hope that you have great success with everything that you do. And when you say you really care about women, you really do. And so if you guys are looking for an opportunity to get connected with Dr. White, Please go to her website, connect her on social media. She is a diamond. She is a genuine person who loves people and loves what she's doing. So we just want to tell you thank you for being here, for your investment of time. Yes, and yes, for absolutely. Being on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. Yay, absolutely. And I forgot one thing, Gil. Go ahead, go ahead. The listeners, you guys can follow me on all social media outlets. I'm under Cosette M. White. And Cosette, it's C O Z E T T E M White. I forgot to let you guys know that. Oh yeah, definitely. We're gonna share this throughout the show. Yeah, we go. We gonna we gonna plug it. We gonna make sure they know it. (laughs) Again, Doctor White, we thank you so much for taking your time, taking time to to hang out with us for a minute and share some of your wisdom and knowledge with us. And we just wanted to tell everybody out there: remember, we are all stronger together. Gil and Renee Beavers' over thirty-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower our individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, 
our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow!